Welcome to LDS Down Under. It's going to be a crikey good show. Oh, it's going to be a crikey one, all right, Rodney. No, no mate. It's crikey. Like, what's the crack crikey? What? No. Like, it, it's just crikey. Ah, uh, sure. Look, lads. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Let's get on with the pod. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> questions that i have for brian that he is not aware of <laughs> i keep trying to sneak my eye down and try to look back <laughs> right they're so small i'm like i can't see nothing <laughs> <laughs> i um yeah uh, after your questions i have to uh, change a few of those <laughs> who is rodney what sort of questions that um, <laughs> so um yeah this is our second episode uh we hope you enjoyed uh the first episode um which sounds weird coming from me because it was all about me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so here we go. And um, today's uh, episode is about Brian. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, have left us some feedback um, about how you felt the pod went, things that you'd like us to maybe talk mm-hmm. about, um, anything that we maybe did wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're always open to uh, criticism. <laughs> I, I have no problem being humbled every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, um, it's not always going to be about two of us. We're just doing this for the first two episodes, so you get to know who we are. And from after after these two episodes, basically, it's going to be about anything and everything to do with religion. And you better put on your seatbelts because it's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> okay, I've been thinking about that. All right. Um. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> so. Brian. Who's Brian? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think there's a question probably on everyone's minds. Explain the accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lol. Um, so the accent is, is, is it's a mix, eh? It's a mix. So I'm originally South African. I was born in South Africa, uh, but then from the age, like from around two, we moved to Botswana. From Botswana, we moved to Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, down south, County Cork, from my where you at? And then moved to, yeah, from Ireland, me and my, fa- uh, me and my mom and my sister, we lived there. And yeah, my accent then got mixed up in around those three countries. Okay. South African comes out one day, Irish comes out another day. It just makes it. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a few people make comments every yeah, now and again, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I couldn't really pick your accent. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. it definitely sounds Irish to me. <laughs> but uh, you definitely confuse a few people. So yeah, I thought yeah, we yeah, could probably yeah. start off with that. Yeah. Why do um, you sound the way you sound? He's yeah. asking this because I'm also black. So it's <laughs> very. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always see a black guy with an Irish accent, so yeah, yeah, just one for you guys. Yeah, I put a photo up. It yeah, all yeah. makes sense. They, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so 
you moved to Ireland. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up finding the church? Oh, man, that's a deep one, eh? Um, what happened was, <clears throat> all my life I had been chasing this dream of being a rugby player. And this started from when I was 16. Uh, just wanted to be a rugby player really bad and worked really hard until um, about eight, 19, I think, 1920. Um, the missionaries came up to me and were like, no, sorry, my cousin had called the missionaries on me when I was studying in college and they wanted to meet up with me and it was dark. Sorry, your your cousin is a member of the church? Yeah, he's okay. a member of the church. Yeah, yeah. He was the, he's the only one actually uh, until I came in. But um, he was like, man, I, I know because we talk a lot and he, I used to be like, oh, I'm struggling in college. Depression, the whole lot is kicking me. Yeah, just beat me up basically. I don't know what to do. And he was like, hey, you should meet up with the missionaries. And I was like, what are missionaries? And he was basically trying to explain to me. So these guys ring me, and it's like 7 p.m., really dark, and it's winter. And they want to meet up. And I'm like, you can't come into my um, student accommodation because basically the guys I'm living with are smoking weed, and they're high as right now, and it's going to be really awkward. And they were like, oh, you can come into the car. And I was like, what? I was kind of like freaked out. I was like, nah, man, you guys are going to take me away or something. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Just come sit in a car yeah, yeah, go yeah. for a drive. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's what they said. And I was like, no. Nope. Say goodbye to your family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> and then um, a few years later, I, I started struggling again really bad. And then he actually finally just, I, I finally said, you know what? I'm ready to listen to him now. They came to my house and they taught me for a long time about the gospel, about all these things. They gave me like the Book of Mormon. They gave me these pamphlets and to read and all that, but never read them, lost them all. Every time they came, they had to give me a new one because um, I wasn't interested. I was actually, it was with my cousin then, back then, me, both of, me and my cousin, my other cousin, sorry. We were trying to uh, change our lives. And I decided... Um, to basically pursue it uh, after one missionary came along and he didn't teach he didn't come with the Book of Mormon and the pamphlets he was like oh you play rugby right his name is Ella Lusuma like oh you play rugby I was like yeah I play rugby he was like oh check out this video it was a video of um, oh, I forgot I always forget his name played rugby that narrows it down yeah <laughs> oh, Jonu Lamu no uh, he was a member of the church too, actually. But um, which country was he from? New Zealand. Oh, jeez. Uh, he's like the only. For, for anyone who knows me, they know how much I despise the All Blacks. So if I start listing names, it's going to show them that I actually follow them a little bit. He so was I'm like not going on mission, and then he forgot, like he left rugby and went on mission. Anyway, it'll come. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking. About. <clears throat> um, it'll come. But yeah, he just showed me a video of him and I was like, oh, wow, this guy left rugby. Like rugby was my life back then. I was like rugby, like pay money, everything for admission to go out and serve people for free. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, so I was like, you know what? 
yeah i'm ready to listen now because i didn't think there was any like i didn't think those people were still out there i didn't think people like that were still out there who would put money away just to go and help people so then i said yeah why not uh got baptized after getting baptized um after getting baptized i was like oh this is happening five months later I end up getting a contract to go play in England. And five years I had been working to become a rugby player. So after I got baptized and I actually put God first in my life, five months later I get a contract. And I was like, wait, what's happening right now? Like, this, there's no way my dream is actually coming through. Um, I told no one about it. Came home and... I said to my mom, oh, by the way, I'm moving to England. And she was like, what? Yeah, there's a team that want me in England. I'm moving there. I was like, and she was like, what? And I just did it. Moved to England the week the, the week after. Was she like, what? Was she like, what? They want you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I've seen you play. <laughs> uh, they want me to be water boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I went there. And funny enough, the one place i went to which was birmingham the bishop was an ex-rugby player and played for tonga played against jonah Loma and all that he was the only bishop in the whole of england who was an ex-rugby player and i ended up getting a contract in birmingham in a town called salial for me that's like a what so the minute i put god first i get a rugby contract then I go to a place where the only person that's going to understand me is another person that's been through rugby. Mm. And he sat down and he talked to me and my life changed. They like, I just became more of, wow. I saw like a basically my, I don't know, like a, a celebrity in front of me. Like this guy had a similar story to me. He left everything, joined the church. He actually went on mission, left rugby. That's what I did. I, I, I after a year of being a member and playing rugby professionally, semi-professionally, sorry, I decided, oh, I, I'm going to go on mission. So do you, do you remember that moment when it actually happened that you were like, yep, I'm going to go serve a mission in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? It's after him talking to me. The Lord knew I could only listen to one person, and that one person was had to have played rugby too and it was him he just said to me what about serving a mission and i said yeah didn't fight it my family weren't too happy because that, that was actually going to be one of my questions yeah yeah was yeah. going to be about how, how did your family react to you you know deciding to become a member of the church they knew about the church but they didn't know could they, they didn't like all all the stuff they knew wasn't the best things so when i said i'm going to join this church they were like oh, i've heard some things about this church and i was like no but listen to the missionaries they can help you and they're like nope <laughs> um you do you and we'll support you from afar and then me telling them i'm going on mission on top of that it was like a now you're just spitting in our faces like what are you doing and yeah a year later they saw something good from it so you 
started serve mission. Mm-hmm. Where did you serve? South Africa, Cape Town, and that was what my mom didn't like. She was like, "I've took it, I've taken you out of South Africa <laughs> to start a better life for you, and now you're telling me you're going back. Why? Like, why are you going back there? And on top of that, you're not gonna make no money or nothing. You're literally going for free. You're paying to do this. Why are you doing this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Something inside me is telling me to do it. I was like, she's like, you're quitting rugby. You're quitting everything you've ever worked for. Everything is going well in your life. Why? And I said, I don't know. And yeah, now that you're asking me, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I didn't know. Hey, all I knew was I needed to find someone like me out there that was going through the sim, going through similar things. And I needed to get them out. That was my dream. Get one person out. And that's what we, we sort of have spoken about with Pod. Mm-hmm. Is about that even if we manage to help one person, mm-hmm. then everything has been worth it mm-hmm. up to that moment. Yeah. Um. So, you served a mission mm-hmm. in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, Shut up, Cape Town. <laughs> what did you come away with from your mission? Are you just trying to get me to cry on on, on, a, <laughs> on a podcast? <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> come on! Hey. Oh. Come on! How's it? What did I come away with? What did you come away with? That God loves me, and He knows me. Because he sent me to the people and the place I needed to go to feel accepted, to feel loved, and to feel like I could actually help. And I don't think if I went anywhere else, I don't think I would have felt the same. And I went to the, at the right time also. So from my mission, I realized that he knows me and he loves me. So you, you had that moment when you know you're talking to your mom and your mom's saying you know where's your head at mm-hmm. in regards to going here mm-hmm. and doing this mm-hmm. thing and your your response was i don't really know mm-hmm. i know i have to mm-hmm. when you returned or finished was it everything you had thought it was going to be was it as um i guess you know when you when you return it was it um fulfilling and, and, and you know. when I came back it was hard I won't lie to you mm. you're, you're for two years you're talking about God and Jesus Christ and you're trying to help people find God and Jesus Christ all you talk about is religion 24-7 with your companions with everyone and then you come home to a family who have a belief in God but have other things to be talking about I felt like I couldn't communicate with no one I felt like I was alone felt so alone I sat there in my room most days crying and was like I didn't know I saw all my friends had gone off and gotten cars and made things something of themselves and I was basically back to square one no team wanted me I was fat I I didn't know what to do with my life and I was just there and I was like, oh, snap. I know it's not what you wanted to hear, but it's, it's well, the truth. No, it is. Because, 
um, you know, we, we mentioned on the first pod that this pod is going to be just you and me going. Yeah, out, yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah, something yeah. that since we've met, mm-hmm. um, you and me do really well. Mm-hmm. We communicate back and forth and we just yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember we when we were setting up all this uh, podcast gear, we had mm-hmm. a bit of a just a bash session where we just, yeah, we yeah, just yeah, talked. Yeah. And we're like, I wonder how long we've been talking for. You know, it was like half an hour flat. We yeah, had no yeah, subjects yeah. or anything. We just literally <laughs> just started talking to see yeah, how it sounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, for half an hour, we just went. And, yeah, yeah. And it, it flew by. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly what I'm sort of wanting to yeah, hear. Yeah, no, yeah but honestly, I did. Feel, and obviously, feeling all that, I knew how to fix it. Not fix it, but to just control it. I knew how to pray. I knew how to read. I knew how to find scriptures that could help me with the problems I was feeling. So I felt alone with people, but then I felt like I had the spirit closer to me. I felt like my Heavenly Father was closer to me, and I had an understanding of who He was. So I felt alone in regards of the world, but inwardly, I felt such, I felt, in, I felt peaceful. I felt good. I didn't have money, nothing, but I felt good. Had your priorities changed? Oh, big time. Big, big, big time. It was, yeah. They, like, I didn't, I didn't care for the things of the world. I didn't at all. Mm-hmm. I just, people kept on asking me, are you going back to rugby? Are you going back to rugby? And I was like, eh, I don't really care, eh? Like, I'll, I'll go back because that's the only thing I know how to do, but I'm okay. I came back and I tried to, like, bash my family into understanding the gospel and all that, and I was too much. I was too much, and I realized, man, everyone has a choice. They don't want to listen to all this religion stuff. They love God, but chill, Brian, you know, we're okay. We, we, we understand you did good for two years, but... You know, let us be. And I, res- I, had to res- I had to understand that. And my mission president said that to me. Like, when you get home, understand that not everyone's going to be in a spiritual high like you're in right now. Be cool. Be- relax. It's okay. It's going to come. Mm. And um, in Ireland, there's not many members of, this, of, the, go- of the gospel of, of the church. So it was hard there, too. But I had my cousin. My cousin was a big help. Me and him, we traveled from Ireland to England to go to the temple once a month. And we had each other. Because funny, after a few years, he went on mission too. As he was finishing off his mission, I met him at the MTC. Oh, nice. And we both looked at each other like, oh my gosh, we've changed our lives. And we took a picture and we were like, this is happening. We were both, it was it was crazy. We were both called back to our original, like he was from South Africa. He was in Ireland too. He was called to Johannesburg. I was called to Cape Town. And it's funny, on mission, when he became an assistant, I became an assistant when he did something, I did something. It was, it just kept on like, and Heavenly Father kept on like moving things at at both of us at the same level, the same way. Like Mm. recently being called into the bishopric, he was called into the bishopric. And so both of us are going on this journey together. And I think Heavenly Father is trying to tell us that it's okay if no one else in your family is there. You got, you got, you have each other Mm. and that's okay. And for me, it's a beautiful beautiful process yeah because so, uh we both have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. which is quite funny mm-hmm. uh, we both come from um sort of poor upbringing yeah yeah um and uh at the same time um we are the 
one of the only members I'm the only member in mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. at all. Um, so we have those things yeah, that yeah, we yeah. relate to so mm-hmm. well. Um, so where's your cousin now? Is he back in Ireland? He's in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Also, he's gone into medicine, and I've gone into medicine now. <laughs> this is mad. Okay, so you're you come back from your mission. Mm-hmm. You said you had some struggles, but your priorities had changed. Yeah, you had Jesus Christ there with you mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost, so mm-hmm. you had some guiding and directing, right? Yeah. How did you end up all the way here in Perth? Oh, jeez, that's another good question. Yeah, you're. You're mad for the good questions here, aren't you? <laughs> um, what happened was coming back from my mission, obviously going through some struggles, I ended up going to the States for some bit. Uh, I was going to move there. I was going to study there. I was going to study in Dixie State. I was preparing everything. Um, I, at the First, I went to Arizona. I met a beautiful girl there. Things didn't really work out. I went to ASU to try my trials everything went well with the trials and i was going to study at asu but um that process of students whatever whatever was so difficult and decided not to go to that college then went to utah uh found an an, uh, a, an amazing college there and there was a, a lady for my mission my mission mom my color uh ursula good old ursula she's the best thing that ever happened to me eh? Uh, she asked. She told me to come to the states, and she'll help me, help me sort everything out. Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. You mentioned trials. Are we talking about rugby trials? Rugby trials. With yeah, yeah. US with colleges. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. With mm. ASU first. Um, everything went well. I actually played so well in that trials. I was like, oh well, <laughs> you can still play. Um, but I had to find out. I they did, they don't do scholarships, so okay. I had to pay international. Ooh, and okay. I just came back from my mission. It was like 50 grand or something like that. Yep. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm broke <laughs> as. So then um, I went to Dixie and tried to sort out things there at Dixie. Um, things didn't really work out. And I was going to move. My wife will kill me saying this, but I was going to move to the States because I was dating a girl at the time. Uh, she was an amazing girl. Um, and then... <laughs> That there was a weekend, me and the girl I was dating, we had an argument, and then we decided to uh, go on a break or call it quits or whatnot. And then um, I downloaded an app called <laughs> called Mutual. Um, it's a dating app for members of the church. Uh, I'm I'm loving this right now. This is just great. Um, yeah, and in that, funny, my wife had dropped the age to twenty five. She usually had the age to like 28 or something like that. So on this side what, of the world. Why did she have 28? Because you can put the age like Tinder. You can put the age and only from 28 upwards you see those men. Like you see those single people. But yep. then she dropped it to 25 and I was 25. So she decided I'm going to cry That weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that weekend she dropped the age. And that weekend I downloaded the app. Because she's a few years older than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She's 35. Okay. And I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't say nothing. Um, so you've so, mentioned her age. You've mentioned other people you're dating. You're doing I love very my well. wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we're, we're about to... Yeah, so she drops the age. I end up um, downloading the app. 
and then we start talking we literally start talking and i had told my favorite companion on my mission was a polynesian guy tavita his name was and i told him man polynesian people are so kind and loving and just beautiful people i'm gonna marry a polynesian person i really and then i came across her i was like oh my god she's polynesian we started talking and we started talking like friends first of all and the yeah. next minute with my wife next minute three three weeks later she goes i'm gonna come to ireland i was like what like do you trust me like <laughs> you don't even know me three months later she got a ticket came to ireland and we had such yeah it was just amazing i met this oh man like such a beautiful person if you ever meet my wife pina is her name such a beautiful soul such yeah, a beautiful person and she went back to australia and i was like okay so what do we do she's like you either move here or i move there and she had like started she had an amazing job here i was playing with the team at the time in ireland and i wasn't doing so good when she came over i actually did very good then but then before that i was playing so bad well, only, you were trying to impress you know? yeah i think and it worked eh? yeah. um <laughs> not knowing she has cousins who were playing professional a lot and now she's watching me and i'm like she's like oh yeah you are good baby <laughs> <laughs> Rather cousins in the old back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah, oh, you're yeah. so strong. And the next minute, her cousin's out here looking at me, and he's a rock or something. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it's just and I made the decision. Then I was like, okay, I'll make the move. Okay, you stay there. I'll come there. But even moving here was a chance of okay, let me see how it is. Uh, and then I came here, and it was amazing. And I was like, okay, I'm staying here. And yeah, now we're here. I remember when um, Brian first moved here and uh, I you know, int- introduced him, we had him over and, and uh, I said, oh, do you like fishing? And he went, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hadn't realized he'd probably never been fishing in his life. <laughs> and I took him fishing down here in Yanchip on the, at Fisherman's Hollow on the reef. And as we're fishing, I see this black thing in the water. I'm thinking, what is that? Probably just a big shark or something. And next second, I right in front of Brian pops up this seal, scare the crap out of him. <laughs> he can't get his phone out of his pocket fast <laughs> enough, and he's thinking, you know, Perth murders. Because in Ireland, we have to go to the zoo to see a seal, man. We don't just see one in front. I refuse to go in your waters here. Yeah, oh, man. I refuse to go swimming here. <laughs> I will go swimming on my bath. Even at that, I'm look, looking around like, oh, snap. There might be something there. <laughs> nah, you guys are just crazy out here in Australia, man. Yeah, I, I, the uh, flies don't even get me started with the flies. Yeah, I won't even go there. I remember those times. Okay, so this is uh, my final thing I want to ask, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a big one, mm-hmm. so we can talk about it for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, in the last year and a half, you've been married, you've had a baby boy. And you've been called to the bishopric. Mm. Talk me about this time in your life and how you're feeling about the future right now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm. I don't know if you know me. I love. I love chasing things. I love just being active, doing, just getting out there and making things happen. That's why when you told me about the podcast, I was like, let's do it. Like I love just. I'm all about going into it but those three things getting married first 
was one of the like I never thought I'd get married no one thought I'd ever get married I told my wife she'd have to wait a year before I say like before I like feel like I'm okay to get married um, and then I surprised her we got married um, the kid oh man King Koa King Koa King Koa yeah, he's he's made things real for me. He's made oh, things real for me. Is he a, a week old? A week, yeah, a week old. A week old. A week old. Um, before I go into core, I if you ever see my Instagram, me and my wife's Instagram, it's called Poly African. I put up a video of. I didn't cry when he came out. Yeah. But I put a video together of my wife. And that process she went through. Mm. I looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh. This is my hero. She was so calm, so relaxed. I honestly, I just stood there in awe. Like, what is happening? I literally just stood there looking at this woman saying, I absolutely love you. Like, I res- my respect for her jumped tenfold I saw her become a mother like a true true mother and ever since then I haven't looked at her the same like I literally she says jump I say how high because I saw such a beautiful woman give birth to our beautiful son who absolutely looks like her and I'm very disappointed and I wanted to get a paternity test because that kid looks Chinese and Polynesian <laughs> at the same time. I'm like, I don't see any of the other African in that. Um, but it's been a it's been a journey. And the bishopric, oh, wow. The bishopric was a big shock. I remember uh, when, they, when they asked me, I said, I just jumped at it. I was like, yeah, of course. Um, then I went home. I was like, you know, what have I done? <laughs> like, I've just been a member five years. I don't know anything. I absolutely don't know anything. And at the time, my anxiety, because I suffered through anxiety and depression, and all put those things together, all of them. And at the time, every time I went to church, I was sitting at the back. And every Sunday, I was moving closer to the door. And in my head, I was so scared that I was actually going to move to a point where I don't want to come to church anymore. It was getting so bad. Like, I didn't want anyone sitting behind me or anything. Like, it would hit me in the middle of it, and my wife would have to start rubbing my back and just tell me it's okay. And in that process of moving away to the back, towards the door, they just asked me then to be a bish- in, in the bishopric. And I remember when they were sustaining me, I was sitting literally by the door. So I had to stand up. Everyone was looking at me, sitting in the corner. And then they say, come take your seat. And I was like, oh. I grabbed my, my wife's hand. I was like, I'm scared. I literally was, I was crying. I went up and I sat up there and I put my head down and I was just in tears. I was in tears because I didn't understand. First of all, I, I knew that Heavenly Father was telling me I'm, I'm actually doing okay. I didn't think I was doing the best. 
but he was letting me know you're doing okay obviously him calling me into the bishopric he's saying you're okay you have a lot to learn that's why i'm putting you in there but you're doing okay and i just sat there and i understood that he has something for me he has something planned for me and the person that i am rodney the person that i've I've grown up to be grown up to be is first of all because of my mom my mom left her country dropped everything and went to a new country that she didn't know anyone she just went and started fresh when I was young I nearly <laughs> they'll always laugh about this my family I nearly died so we were living in flats uh, in apartments long story short I was hanging off we were living at the top I was hanging with my hands and I was about to fall all the way down to the rocks and all that mm. I had one hand left and I was screaming the reason I was hanging like that is because my cousin said she would catch me she was she went down a few floors down and she put her hands out she's like I'll catch you I'll catch you <laughs> and I'm like yeah 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 and then I got there I was like no you're not going to catch me. I'm heavier than you. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was in, out of the elevator, someone came through, lifted me, brought me to my mom and dad. Dad whooped me so He hit me. Oh, he, I think I nearly passed out, beat me so bad. But then to, even today, I asked my family, I asked my mom, did, did you know that guy? She says, nope. No one knew. So since joining the church, I've come to realize that I feel honestly that Heavenly Father had sent someone mm. to save me that day. And ever since that day, I've said to myself, I gotta do something with my life. Everything I have right now is a plus. A house, a car, a wife, a child, a, a church, a, a religion. Everything I have is a plus because that day everything could have dropped for me. So the person that I am, the person that I want to be, is because of what happened that day and because of a mom that is fearless and was the best for a child, a children, sorry. And that is me. I don't know if I answered all those questions, but- You did, no, you did amazing. Yes, that's me. Like um, when, when, I, when I think about yourself, I think about someone just full of potential. You know what I mean? Mm, You're so mm. full of energy, full of life. And, oh, and, and I think about you joining the bishopric. Mm -hmm. and, and I think my hand would have been the first up mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, he calls us because of what we can become. Mm -hmm. And I know we've had conversations about... You know, what that, did you think when you heard my name? Oh, I was happy as. Because yeah. the one thing you like really push across to everyone is love. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. that love. Oh, they want to feel goodness. it from those those members of the bishopric when you're having a meeting with them, that, um, that they love you and, and that they care about you and, mm -hmm. and about how you're doing. And, and you've always had that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I so, think us as, uh, sorry, us as converts, uh, convert meaning we basically joined a church. We got baptized and joined a church. That's what what convert means. But anyway, we're very... And I, that's because I've hung around with you so much. We're very strict mm. in our ways. Like when it comes to like, we can't, like if she said, if someone says you can't drink coffee, 
we're both like no or if someone says you can't have a certain thing we're both like no and i think that's what most people who join a church after seeing another life they realize everything they do has to be mm. honest you know what i mean and i think that's what i've i've loved hanging around with you because of mm. that because you bring out good in me too and i hope i do that for you because mm. it's a sense of you don't want someone that's gonna like push you to do something you shouldn't do or you want someone that's gonna push you to do something you should do yeah we mentioned the first the first uh episode mm-hmm. about you know things around us yeah yeah know, yeah, stop yeah temptations etc mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know when we're around each other you know we don't have temptations of yeah, yeah, sort. yeah um yeah. And, and i think we probably should do a episode one day on um converts versus you know born into the church yeah because yeah it is yeah, something yeah. that you know i've had conversations with people about mm. before i think um, that's one of the episodes we said we were going to do for sure yeah, yeah um yeah. we can get yeah we can get right into that yeah and maybe we'll bring someone in um that was born up in the church mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and we can talk about the differences of you know things we've had. if you would like to feature in lds down under you know where to go <laughs> yeah. um well thank you for sharing those things with us today mm-hmm. i'm I appreciate uh, you. I'm, I appreciate. I'm i'm grateful that we sort of delved into some things mm-hmm. and, that, and mm-hmm. those sort of those questions sort of went in different tangents yeah, so i really yeah, enjoy yeah, that yeah um so i hope you uh you all enjoyed the pod today um as you are obviously well aware we are members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints mm-hmm. um i've been a member for seven years brian's been a member for five years so we're both mm-hmm. fairly new into the church yeah, yeah. um but we have a deep love for the gospel. We're really grateful for our Heavenly Father for everything he does for us and for our Savior Jesus Christ. And, and we wanted to share that love with others. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to express that across um, in these pods about um, the love that we have and, and we want to be able to help people as much as we can. And, um, and then help, help us too. So it's not, yeah. not going to be about us hitting you with facts and all these things. It's basically about us learning mm about everyone's faith yeah including our faith too yeah that's a big thing for us and we want to as the podcast goes along Mm -hmm. we want to bring up subjects that you and me can just talk about yeah yeah. um and and you know not delve into sort of the deep doctrine side of things Mm -hmm, i guess mm -hmm. as much but um just talk yeah and discuss things Mm -hmm. about how we're feeling it's Mm -hmm. one of the things i love about when you're in a classroom setting and everyone's just talking about things is everyone has such different ways of thinking mm-hmm. and my wife will say something and i'm thinking how the heck did she come up with that yeah yeah you yeah, know but yeah. it's amazing to me yeah you know and i just don't think the same you know? mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to it it's going to be really good so mm-hmm. um thank you all very much again um we will um hope we catch up with you guys soon please remember to um give us some feedback and and subscribe to our channel and um yeah we're really enjoying this and uh we're grateful Some for everyone person there. subscribe to our channel <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys and um yeah hopefully we'll speak to you guys again soon thank you thank you thank you i need someone to feed my sheep and save my lambs i need someone to preach my gospel and defend my faith I need someone who loves me, truly, truly loves me. 
This precious and marvelous gift of faith, this gift from God, our eternal Father, is still the strength of this work and the quiet vibrancy of its message. Faith underlies it all. Faith is the substance of it all. 